You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On. And you'll get 20% off your next order. On today's show, another SEC team will not play in a bowl game. We'll tell you why Mizzou will not play in the Music City Bowl. Also, the Heisman finalist list is set. Three of the four finalists out of the SEC will run through their resumes ahead of tomorrow night's Heisman presentation. Also, we'll tell you what to watch for this week when it comes to SEC teams in their bowl games. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on SEC for free. Wherever you get your podcast, you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day, five days a week. All right, let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. What a catch. Around the conference. We start with Mizzou as their 2020 season is officially over. It was announced on Sunday that Missouri will not be able to compete in the Music City Bowl this Wednesday due to an increase in positive COVID cases among football players, coaches, and staff. Coach Eli Drinkwitz said they are very disappointed they couldn't finish the season against a really good opponent, but he says they look forward to returning to Nashville to play in a future Music City Bowl and experiencing all that this great bowl game has to offer. Drinkwitz also apologized to Iowa and said any blame should fall on him and not the student-athletes for going home for the holidays. Whatever the case is, more positive cases for Mizzou means they will not be able to play and no Music City Bowl this year. I'm sure those folks are very disappointed in that. Some good news, though, for Mizzou is their wide receiver Kiki Chisholm announced he will use his extra year of eligibility and return to the Tigers next year. He led all Tigers pass catchers in receptions and yards despite only finding the end zone once all year. He will hope to continue to build up some chemistry with quarterback Connor Bazelak as they head into the offseason. Over at Arkansas, they got some really good news on Friday afternoon as their first team All-SEC linebacker Grant Morgan announced he will take advantage of the NCAA's eligibility relief and return for a sixth season in 2021. His announcement came just a few days after earning first-team all-conference honors from the coaches, AP, and Pro Football Focus, as well as being named one of three finalists for the Burlesworth Trophy. Before he suffered a knee injury in the game against Mizzou, Morgan led all of college football with 111 tackles. He is expected to play in the Texas Bowl this week on Thursday. In addition for Arkansas, Starting left tackle and redshirt senior Myron Cunningham announced he will return next year as well. And on Sunday, starting offensive lineman and senior Ty Clary announced he will return for another season. Clary started all 12 games for Arkansas at center in 2019 before starting multiple games at guard this year. So if everything holds, Sam Pittman will bring back his entire offensive line next season as well as his backup O-lineman. That is huge for that offense. And Sam Pittman as he looks to 2021. Over at Tennessee, quarterback JT Shrout has announced where he is transferring next season. He's heading to Colorado. In two seasons under Jeremy Pruitt with the Vols, Shroud attempted just 69 passes, throwing five touchdowns and three interceptions. He announced 
several days ago that he would be transferring out of the program, threw his name in the transfer portal, and now he will head up to Boulder to try to help out the Buffaloes and Coach Carl Durrell. So best of luck to J.T. Shroud. At South Carolina, fullback Adam Prentice announced his college playing days are over. He was a grad transfer who followed Mike Bobo over from Colorado State. He posted to his Instagram on Sunday that he is closing the chap this chapter of his college career after six seasons. It was a big part of opening up holes for running back Kevin Harris this year, who ended up leading the SEC in rushing yards. Also at South Carolina, Shane Beamer, new head coach, finishing up building up his staff, which now includes former Tennessee offensive line coach Will Friend. He will come over to the Gamecocks as well as uh, quarterback Connor Shaw, who joined the team last year. He will remain on as the team's director of player personnel or player development. And also remaining, this is pretty big for the Gamecocks, will be offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach Mike Bobo. So he will return for another season in Columbia after Will Muschamp brought him over last year. For Mississippi State, head coach Mike Leach talking with the media yesterday. He said the Bulldogs are in a good, uh, in a good spot with their roster in terms of COVID cases and contact tracing. He said it's the best it's been in at least a month and a half. So that bodes well for State in preparing for the Armed Forces Bowl versus Tulsa on Thursday. Over at LSU, their former defensive lineman Trevez Moore announced he is transferring to Arizona State. He appeared in the first three games this season for the Tigers before officially opting out. He did graduate from LSU back in August, so he will head to the Sun Devils as a grad transfer and be immediately eligible. I know there's some discrepancy with some folks not understanding uh, how the COVID protocol and all this works, so it, because of everything that happened, anybody can come back next year that wants to come back to their school. So even if you're a senior, you can return next year. That does not mean, however, you can just transfer wherever you'd like and play immediately. The uh, same rules apply there. So if you're a grad transfer, well, you can transfer and be immediately eligible and so on and so forth. But I'm sure there will be some pl players and teams granted official waivers on guys wanting to transfer just because of all the circumstances. And one other side note from the ACC, Miami quarterback De'Eric King has announced he will return next season. That's of note because Miami is scheduled to open next year against Alabama in the Chick-fil-A kickoff game. So that will be a tough challenge for Alabama to open up next season with De'Eric King. And uh, of course, if you didn't know, ESPN has mentioned it many times this year, but De'Eric King, former high school teammate of Kyle Trask from the uh, outside the Houston area. So, um, Derek King gets to face Alabama next year. Maybe start preparing now. And that is around the conference. All right, when we return, we are going to run through the resumes of the Heisman finalists ahead of tomorrow night's Heisman Trophy ceremony. Stay with us. Hey, guys, hope you are ready for some football, college football, in the midst of bowl season. And there are some big matchups happening this week across the SEC. Of course, the NFL regular season is finishing up their playoff picture, getting a little bit more clearer. And there is only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust. That is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a uh, free account at betonline.ag, and you use our promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. 
Go take advantage of that right now. Tons of games to bet on. We'll tell you all about the SEC Bowl games happening this week in a later segment. But you want to jump on it because there are some big spreads that we'll tell you right now are going to be absolute winners. Go check them out right now at betonline.ag. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action, and don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll get that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Hey guys, betting on the SEC doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, you will get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe now to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. If you missed it, over the uh, Christmas holidays on Christmas night, Heisman Trophy winners Desmond Howard and Tim Tebow announced that uh, Alabama quarterback Mac Jones, Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence, Alabama wide receiver Devontae Smith, and Florida quarterback Kyle Trask all were named finalists for the 86th annual Heisman Memorial Trophy during uh, ESPN's 2020 Heisman Trophy finalist reveal show. Uh, ESPN is going to televised the 86th annual Heisman Trophy Ceremony presented by Nissan tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be a virtual event, so it's going to be a little bit weird, a little bit different than we are used to. But let's run through it just a little bit on each candidate and why they might deserve the Heisman Trophy. All right, we start in alphabetical order with Mac Jones. He was a redshirt junior in his first full season as Alabama's starting quarterback, joined Devontae Smith in leading Alabama to an 11-0 record, an SEC title win against Florida, and the top seed in the college football playoff. Jones was the SEC Scholar Athlete of the Year, in addition to being All-SEC First Team, completing 250 of 327 passes for a nation-leading completion percentage of over 76.5%, while his passer rating of 202 is also first. He has thrown for over 3,700 yards, that's second most in the country, and 32 touchdowns, which is tied for third most. He earned SEC Offensive Player of the Week four different times this year for his performances against Texas A&M, Georgia, Tennessee, and Auburn. He threw for over 400 yards four times this year. That's the most in a career in Alabama history, including three times in a row against the Aggies, Ole Miss, and Georgia. And he tossed four or more touchdowns six times, including two games with five against Auburn and Florida in the SEC title game. Jones completed over 80% of his passes three times and completed at least 74% of his passes in eight of the 11 games. To put it simply, he was very accurate and very good. And Mac Jones is a finalist for the Heisman tomorrow night. Devontae Smith also on this list. He is a senior. He was named the 2020 SEC Offensive Player of the Year while joining Mac Jones in taking Alabama to the top of the SEC. In 11 games, Smith led the country with 98 catches and over 1,500 receiving yards while his 17 touchdown catches 
and the 137 receiving yards per game are both second best, and his 8.9 receptions per game are tied for second best. He posted four games with 11 or more catches, including a career best and SEC title game record of 15 against Florida. He had 13 at, at Ole Miss and 11 each against Georgia and Mississippi State. Devontae Smith recorded seven games with over 100 yards receiving, all with at least 144 yards in those, including the 231 yards he had on eight catches at LSU and over 200 yards against the Bulldogs. He had six games with at least two touchdown catches, three coming at LSU and two in the SEC title game. He also returned a punt for a touchdown for the first time in his career, going 84 yards at Arkansas in the regular season finale. Devontae Smith holds the SEC and Alabama career record for receiving touchdowns with 40 and has the most 200-plus yard receiving performances in Alabama history with, with four of those. So he is my personal Heisman favorite, but again, we'll see what the voters decide to do. If uh, guys waited and watched the entire season and asked themselves who is the best player in college football, then the answer is simple. It's Devontae Smith. But I've got a feeling some people are obsessed with it being a quarterback award, and that's where I think Mac Jones will garner a lot of respect. A guy who's probably not going to get a lot of votes, and it's a darn shame because I think he should deserve a lot of votes. And if you ask some Florida fans, I'm sure a lot of them would tell you Kyle Trask should win the Heisman. But Kyle Trask, the third Heisman finalist, he was a redshirt senior in his second year as a starter. He led Florida to the SEC title game during an 8-3 and season. He boasts national leading totals of 375 passing yards per game, over 4,100 passing yards, 43 touchdown passes, and 46 overall touchdown passes with 285 completions. Those all lead the nation. His 186 passer rating is fifth best in the nation, while his completion percentage of 69.7 is ninth best. Trask's 43 touchdown passes tied for the eighth Highest total through 11 games in FBS history, while his 375 passing yards per game is currently third best ever in SEC history. He threw four more touchdown passes in each of his first six games this year, making him the first player in SEC history to do so. That included six touchdown passes in the season opener at Ole Miss, as well as against Arkansas. He also became the first player in SEC history and the only FBS quarterback in the last 15 years to throw at least three touchdown passes in nine consecutive games. His five 400-yard games this year are the most in the nation and included two performances of 474 yards against Georgia and LSU, as well as 408 in the SEC title game. He also threw for 433 at Tennessee and 416 at Ole Miss. Unbelievable numbers for Kyle Trask. Unfortunately, I just think with the three losses, he's not going to, uh, to win the award, but... I think it's even more impressive when you consider what he did without any semblance of a run game. When teams know you're passing, typically that means they'll take advantage, play more DBs, get more interceptions, force you into the mistakes, and for the most part, teams were not able to do that against him all year. This is the first time Alabama has multiple Heisman finalists, and it is the second year in a row and the third time in the last five years, there are two from the same school. Ohio State's Justin Fields and Chase Young were both finalists last year. Uh, the fourth player who we neglected to mention, Trevor Lawrence, of course, named the 2020 ACC Player of the Year. 
an ACC Offensive Player of the Year while leading Clemson to the number two seed in the college football playoff. We'll uh, save you on running through all of their stats just simply because, uh, well, we're an SEC podcast and we hit on the three SEC players. If either Mac Jones or Devontae Smith wins the Heisman tomorrow night, that will be Alabama's third Heisman Trophy winner. Their last two, Mark Ingram and Derrick Henry, both in recent years. Crazy to think that Alabama has gone all these years without uh, without Heisman Trophy winners prior to 2009 when Ingram won it. Mac Jones would be Alabama's first quarterback winner ever, while Devontae Smith would be the first wide receiver to win it since Michigan's Desmond Howard did so in 1991 and the first non-quarterback or wide receiver to win it since Charles Woodson in 1997. Kyle Trask would be Florida's fourth winner. The other three, Steve Spurrier, Danny Werfel, and Tim Tebow. And Trevor Lawrence would be Clemson's first Heisman Trophy winner. If you missed it, rounding out the top ten finalists among Heisman voting. Two other SEC guys coming in there. At number five, it was Najee Harris from Alabama. And at number ten, Kyle Pitts from Florida. The other names in there, Brees Hall, the running back from Iowa State. Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State. Zach Wilson, the quarterback at BYU, and Ian Book, the quarterback at Notre Dame. The 2020 Heisman Trophy ballots went out to over 900 voters, which includes 870 members of the media and 56 living Heisman winners, and one overall fan vote presented by Nissan, which ESPN did via their website. All ballots were submitted electronically, and we will have a winner tomorrow night in the Heisman Trophy. Looking forward to that. And very good chance that the trophy remains in the SEC after Joe Burrow won it last year. All right, coming up next, we're going to tell you what to watch this week with SEC teams in the bowl games. A quick minute here for our friends at Built Bar. We tell you all the time, it is the best tasting protein bar ever. 18 amazing flavors, six new ones. You know which one I like. The cookies and cream. They are bars that are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. I tell you this, man, when you go to some of those health stores after a workout and you pick up one of those protein bars that they're selling, uh uh-uh, nothing like Built Bar. They have those uh, chalky aftertaste on a lot of those ones you pick up at, you know where I'm talking about, the places where you go get a smoothie or whatever you're going to grab. Go check out our friends at Built Bar, builtbar.com. They are healthy. They are great for the health conscious person if you're looking to lose or maintain weight or just looking to indulge in a delicious treat in the afternoon. Built Bars are low in calorie, they are low in sugar, high in protein, and high in fiber. They are great for anyone looking to make some better health decisions for their life. Go check out their website, BuiltBar.com. I guarantee you're going to find something that you like there. And what you do when you go hit that checkout button, make sure you put in our promo code LOCKEDON. It's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar, and you're going to get 20% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com. Promo code locked on for 20% off built bar. Hey, coming up later this week on Locked on SEC, we're going to run through our top 10 stories from this past SEC football season. So make sure you are subscribed to our podcast and you catch that. 
All right, a lot to get into this week. We, we haven't even really touched on SEC basketball, and there are some games to watch in SEC basketball this week. But for now, I just want to touch on the SEC teams that are playing in bowl games. So let's tell you what to watch this week on the tube when it comes to SEC teams playing in bowls. All right, let's start on Wednesday. We were supposed to have two SEC teams in bowl games, but since Mizzou had to pull out of the Music City Bowl. We're now down to just one, but it is a really good one. Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. It's number seven Florida versus number six Oklahoma in the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic. That's at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. BetOnline.ag has Florida as a two and a half point favorite. It'll likely be the last time Gator fans get to see Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts, Kadarius Toney, and others in the Gator uniform as Florida will look to repeat what they did 12 years ago when they beat a really good Sooners team. That time it was for the national championship. This time, eh, just more for pride and feel good about your program moving forward. On Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Central, 12 p.m. Eastern on ESPN, we will get the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl between Mississippi State and number 24-ranked Tulsa. The Bulldogs are a two-and-a-half-point underdog, according to Bet Online. Despite limited roster numbers in recent weeks, the Bulldogs have been much more competitive with Will Rogers at quarterback. Last time out, they picked up a 19-point win over Missouri. See if Mike Leach can end the season on a high note, beating a ranked team in Tulsa. On Thursday afternoon, we were supposed to have Tennessee in the Liberty Bowl, but as you know, they had to pull out of that, so West Virginia will now play Army in that one. But Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern, it will be Arkansas taking on TCU in the Texas Bowl in Houston, Texas. Bet Online has Arkansas as a five-point underdog. We'll see if Felipe Franks and company can snap that current four-game losing streak the Razorbacks are on. Moving ahead to Friday, New Year's Day at 11 a.m. Central, 12 p.m. Eastern. We get number nine Georgia versus number eight Cincinnati in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl in Atlanta. Now, Georgia's had a ton of opt-outs for this one, and even despite that, Georgia remains a seven-point favorite, according to Bet Online. Ever since JT Daniels took over at quarterback for the Bulldogs, they are undefeated. They will have a very tough test against a really good Cincinnati team who is undefeated. At 12 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Eastern on Friday, it's Auburn versus Northwestern in the Citrus Bowl from Orlando. That game will be on ABC. Auburn will be under interim coach Kevin Steele before Brian Harson takes things over. Tigers are a three-and-a-half-point underdog, Bo Nix and company. They're going to have to find a way to score some points against a really good Northwestern defense. That Northwestern defense allows just 15 points per game this season. Chad Morris and company going to have to get creative and find ways to put points on the board. At 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern on Friday on ESPN, it is the college football playoff semifinal, the Rose Bowl, being played this year at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Number four, Notre Dame taking on number one, Alabama. Bet online still has Alabama as a 19-and-a-half-point favorite, one of the largest spreads ever in the playoff, and that still doesn't even seem like enough with how good Alabama's offense has been with Mac Jones, Najee Harris, and Devontae Smith, three of the best players in the country and should have their way against Notre Dame. We'll preview more on that game as we 
get later in the week. On Saturday, we'll have three SEC teams in action starting at 11 a.m. Central, 12 Eastern. Number 23, NC State is at Kentucky in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl from TIAA Bankfield in Jacksonville. And how about this? Despite NC State being a ranked team, Kentucky is actually a two-and-a-half-point favorite, according to BetOnline.ag. NC State did finish their season on a four-game win streak, even beating a top-25 team in Liberty. Kentucky, on the other hand, they ended their year with a beat-down victory over South Carolina. So that will be a good one to watch. I just don't know how much I trust Kentucky's offense to score points against NC State. Also on Saturday at 11 11.30 Central, 12.30 Eastern on ABC, it is Ole Miss taking on number 11 Indiana in the Outback Bowl in Tampa, Florida. Ole Miss is a six-and-a-half-point underdog on Bet Online, and that Lane Kiffin offense is going to have to find a way to score points as Indiana's defense is pretty good, but that may be tougher for Matt Corral, missing some of his big weapons in Elijah Moore and Kenny Yaboa. But you know Lane's going to find a way to put some points on the board. At night on Saturday, it is number five ranked Texas A&M versus number 13 North Carolina. That's at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. It's the Capital One Orange Bowl from Miami. The Aggies face one of the best quarterbacks they've seen all year in Tar Heel quarterback Sam Howell. The Aggies are a seven-point favorite over Mac Brown's squad. The Aggies are going to be looking to prove a point after missing out on that final playoff spot. They want to go stick it to North Carolina. Let's see if they can do it on Saturday night. And that is what to watch this week with SEC teams in their bowl games. That is just about going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. Join us tomorrow as we will be joined by longtime SEC reporter Brad Logan. Get his thoughts on what's happening around the conference. Get his thoughts also on Mississippi State and Ole Miss's chances in their bowl games as they are underdogs. That is tomorrow on Locked on SEC. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.